welcome in to another episode of Kentucky Thrones Radio. I'm Nick Roush, hanging out with my buddy TJ Walker. How are you doing today, TJ? I'm doing great. I am doing fantastic. Um, it's Wednesday. This is a weird week because since Game of Thrones has started, I've been wishing away weekends just because give me to Sunday night so I can watch Game of Thrones. Perfect example was last week. Like, I had a fun weekend, good weekend, no mm-hmm. issues, but I was just like, all right, Friday night, please end. Suck Sat- Saturday, yeah. get out of here. Uh, you know, I, I, I did some fun stuff. Get the hell out of here. Get me to Sunday. This one's a little different because it's Derby, mm-hmm. and I like Derby a lot. I like Derby. I like Oaks. I like Derby. So this one, and I think I'm also getting in panic mode because we have three episodes left. After this one, mm. we just get two. That's very That's it's how very math fair. works. So I actually am like, you know, take your time, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm excited to kind of see the repercussions of the Great War, but take your time. Yeah. It it it, it is weird having like other things other than Game of Thrones. Um to like like typically after such a momentous episode, I would be reading everything. But there's so much to get ready for around here. You know, like you said, you got the derby. I'm uh, uh, going to a bachelor party, and I just found out I'm getting a root canal next week. So, yippee-ki-yay. That'll so, be fun. So, you're getting a root can- So, you're not getting it before you leave. I couldn't get it before I left. But you're getting the drugs before you leave. Got the drugs. So, I'm going to be the bachelor party's drug dealer, essentially. Well, you know. That, that's that, with a wink and a nod, people out that, there. That, that stuff's pretty serious. I... I, well, no, we're not going to get into it. No. But it, it's, it's just, just it's incredibly yeah. annoying because, like, it's not really bothering me that much. I mean, your friends are going to ask you for your drugs. No, this is a pretty reserved group of friends. Oh, okay. Well, they're yeah. good. Never mind. Yeah. They, they, just they, my degenerate friends. Yeah, they, they will uh, – I'm the one who's going to be out there trying to, like, gamble on horses all the time. They're like, Roush, it's 830 in the morning. Like, come on. We, you don't need to be betting on horses. Um, but it's it's just – it's so freaking annoying because it's almost like work to get ready to go on vacation and then it, you throw this in the wrench. And I, I hate getting shots into my gums and that's just not going to be fun. So I'm not looking forward to it whatsoever at all. Um, I've gotten two before. They're not bad. You'll be all right. Really? Yeah. They, Better than wisdom teeth? Well, when I uh, – no, it's pretty – it's about the same. Oh, I don't know. You get so numb. You don't feel anything. <sighs> Yeah. Wisdom teeth, they knocked me out for. You're, you shouldn't get knocked out for well, root canal. I, I didn't get knocked out for wisdom teeth either. I just did laughing gas. Well, that's, yeah, I yeah. was out. No, no, but laughing gas, it keeps you awake. You just feel all no, They put something over my head and they were like, count back words from 20. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't like get that. I, I kind of hope that they just give me the laughing gas. That stuff's fun. <laughs> that you know, if I if I was bringing that with me to the bachelor party, then you'd have to worry. And about that it. was Kentucky Drugs Radio. Yes, um, and now we've got Kentucky Thrones Radio, um, which well, let's tie up some loose ends real quick, TJ. Uh, some things that we missed. We missed Chris Stapleton in the episode. No, no, God forbid we miss Chris Stapleton. And well, you could see so much. I, I can't believe we didn't see him looking like a wildling. Oh, oh, oh! I'm glad you brought that up. Let me say this: is I. Enjoyed the episode, obviously. We talked about that already. Mm-hmm. There were rumors that if you watched on TV, it was lighter. If you watched on, like, DirecTV, Uverse, whatever you may if have, you have it, Comcast. like, the actual HBO channel? Yes. Huh. Versus streaming. What did you watch? It I, was, I watched on streaming as well. Okay, so uh, we've got TV at my house. We went to a buddy's house who was streaming. When I went back and rewatched the episode on Monday night, 
there is truth to that. It really? Was, it was lighter on TV. Huh. It, it wasn't, like, drastic. Like, you yeah. can, oh, my gosh, I see everything now. There's Chris <laughs> Stapleton. Chris effing Stapleton. Versus, like, I can't see anything. It The viewing experience was better for those folks that watched on TV. Yeah, and even though the cinematographer had a kind of, like, you guys can eat it response, which I thought was a little bit like, come on, you at least be like, hey, the, the point, I think the purpose of it was to add amplify the kind of scariness of it if you don't know what's coming at you. I think that there was a purpose to it. And he was just like, you people don't know how to tune your televisions. Oh, get off my lawn. And it's like, come on, buddy. Like, you, you can at least. Yeah, I kind of agree with him a little bit. Like, listen, they, they spent 55 days shooting that mf or plus however many extra editing. days editing and doing all that stuff adding the graphics uh, and, all, and yeah. it was awesome like it was a great episode yeah. was it a little tiny bit too dark probably that'd be anybody's biggest complaint it was only I'm sure. dark in the beginning too yeah once it got to like the castle everything was fine with me. yeah and now that is the part where chris stapleton went like how do you when you are a famous person how do you get to do like cool cameos on your favorite shows? Yeah, I wonder if your agent, like, if your agent has to know somebody that's like an agent of a Game of Thrones actor or an agent of maybe one of the writers or something like that. Like, I, I, my thought is just like it's this network, as if you know, like the Three Eyed Raven or the Weirwood Trees or something like that. <laughs> it's just a network, and like if you're in, you're in. Yeah. And if you're not, then you know, tough shit. Or you're not going to get in Game of Thrones. Arya is just like has a crush on you. Or maybe Maisie that, Williams has a crush. Is that on what you. it was? That's what it, That's how Ed Sheeran, I think, got on there. Okay. Uh, but Chris Tableton, all-time cool Kentuckian. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I just the cameo stuff. Like when you can't even tell who it is, who cares? They, that's didn't, my part. Didn't that happen with Noah Syndergaard? Like he was in. He got. Uh, he was one of the people that died with Dick on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like, but it would still be so. Like, just imagine how cool would it be to be like fully armed for a battle, a Game of Thrones battle. Did you watch the like forty-five minute making of that episode? I haven't seen it yet. No. You have. First off, shame on you. Your job is to do a Kentucky. That's what I told radio you. It's podcast. been it's been busy. It's been busy for everybody. You <laughs> must watch. Okay. An absolute must watch. If you enjoyed the episode, or if you, it, it will change your perception by like. Two entire points. If you thought that episode was like an 8 out of 10, well, maybe I shouldn't say 2 in that regard. It will bump it up at least a point. So if you thought it was an 8 out of 10, watch that. It'll it's change your mind. You'll be like, all right, it's 9 out of 10. It's about 45 minutes long. It is long. You need to kind of watch it, too. You can't just listen to it. So it's maybe not the best thing to do with The Office. It is phenomenal. It is a must-watch. Uh, it's better than probably some Game of Thrones episodes, really? to be honest with you. Just the making of that one. And they, and they do it like – all right, here's the Dothraki. And they kind of show what their thoughts were on that and why they did what they did. And they'd explain it too. And then they do uh, like Arya's scene. How, and they talked about how they wanted that to, they wanted it to be like three different, maybe it was more than three, but basically three different sets, like kind of like mm-hmm. the buildup and the excitement and then just a little bit of a sampler of the action. And that was the Dothraki and yeah. them, them coming in. And then they wanted Arya's scene to be basically like horror movie esque, and, yeah. and they and they watched old horror movies when she's going through the library, and, and they, the actor that they got, like who looked under that desk or uh-huh. whatever it was, he's like an Olympian or he's like triple or quadruple jointed. I don't even know if that is a possibility. And they just show the people behind the scenes. It was really really cool to give you a new appreciation for the episode. So watch that after you're done listening to us, and not a second before, or else. We'll find you. <laughs> that's, that sounds pretty cool. Especially, like, I did see a snippet where uh, it talked about when they all found out that Arya was going to be the one that killed the Night King. And the universal reaction was like, hell yeah, Arya, you do you. Good job. And then Kit Harrington's like, 
Well, shit, I thought I was going to be the one that got to do it. No, they talk about that on the thing, too. It's yeah. Just, uh, it, it, she was like, oh, my God, really? It's, first, she thought that having sex with Jin, Gendry, Gendry, don't, Gendry. Let, don't want to make anybody mad, uh, was a joke. And then she was like, all right, well, you know, fuck it, literally. <laughs> and, uh, and then she was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. So, uh, also, I'm starting to think, like, no way Arya survives all this. She's she's had too good of a season, it's right? A two, it's been such a come up that, like, there's n- – you can't have this many good things. Rob happen, Stark really. was like winning wars and boning the hottest girl on the show, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll stand by that. By the way, to Lisa, uh, but you're just having like the time of his life, and then sure enough, the red wedding wasn't even on the battlefield. It's kind of screwed. So uh, I would expect maybe something. I do think Arya is going to kill Cersei. Uh, you know, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. I do because the green eyes, the blue eyes, the brown eyes, sort yeah. of deal. I think that's going to happen. I just don't know if she's going to survive the end of the story because. Should they die? Good, good, like, good things don't happen. Yeah, like that. No but, one. But we thought Brienne was going to die. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was the one that I think we were almost most certain in Grey Worm. Like both of those, I had them completely written off. Um, but they both survived. Uh, Did you see the Reddit thread of somebody who last season predicted yeah. that Arya was going to this be was sent to us by our friend uh, Nathaniel, uh, who's a listener of the show, and the person who. So the the entire Reddit thread, not all of it is completely. Um, it it doesn't check every box because it tries to say that like, what if Arya is Azoraha? But what I th- if she is? I think the the dagger being potentially a Lightbringer has a little bit more juice to it um, because. Oh, so I'm convinced that the dagger is Lightbringer. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. Um, uh, they t- traced the roots back to it was probably Rhaegar's. He was f- fascinated with rubies, and Robert stole it. I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit. Like, you and I should be somewhat – I'm using quotations, and I'm not taking myself too seriously. We should be somewhat experts about this. They made it pretty damn clear how important this freaking dagger was. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. more so than any other weapon on the show. And they make weapons – Started a war between it, it started the Starks a, and the Lannisters. A huge war. Bran did give it to Arya, which that should have been like – well, Bran maybe knows he's, she's an assassin, so just giving it to her because she's an assassin. But, like, such an important weapon, that's who you give it to. Uh, and then secondly, or the thirdly or whatever number I'm on, the biggest thing, in my opinion, it was in the freaking books. Mm-hmm. It was in the books that Sam was reading. It was literally the exact same dagger. <laughs> like, what, Nick, why were we not smart enough I to don't be know. like, oh, all right, well, that's going to be the weapon to probably kill the Night King. Because they basically said it was. Yeah. We're dummies. Yeah. We and how come we haven't gotten one of these cool threads that goes viral? Well, what, we we should be more prophetic. We haven't. Oh yeah. Well, we don't. We talk and we don't write. So, uh, yeah, that's true. I don't know if you want to read everything that I have to write. Yeah. Uh, With the typos between you and me. Yikes. Yeah. 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 Not a good By the way, my brother went to Italy. I know uh, a guest of the show, Tyler Thompson, is in Greece. So I wonder mm-hmm. what her, she talked about being in Greece for the finale and stuff. Wonder what she decided upon for how she's going to watch. Yeah, because I think it's it's only going to be this one Sunday though. Oh really? It's only going to be this one this okay. Sunday. Okay. Well, then that's not so bad. My brother, they had missed a, a couple of the episodes, including obviously the biggest one in the history of the show. He gets back in town yesterday morning, so Tuesday morning. Turns on our radio show on the way home from the airport. <laughs> we had spoiled it. Like, we had been talking about it. Yeah. And he texted me. He was like, God damn it. <laughs> He's like, I literally was listening to your show for 20 seconds. I've been in America for however long. Not long at all. 
I listened to your show, <laughs> and I and I think you just spoiled episode three for me. And I had to like lie to him. I'm so creative. Oh, you're a good brother then. I am a good. Are. I am a good brother. Um, I I texted him. Where is it? I texted him and said, uh, "Oh no, well I'm sorry, but the episode has a ton of layers to it. You probably, if you just heard, well I don't know exactly what I said, but you may have misinterpreted it. So don't take it literally because there's a lot of stuff that's going on and it's a little confusing. But you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you watch it. Welcome back." And he said, thanks, that makes me feel a lot better. There was no layers to it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but he probably went into the episode thinking like, all right, you know, just I, I think so-and-so may have, this may happen, but there's probably some other stuff going right. on here. Uh, he, I saw him today at the office. He said that he very much enjoyed it. And it, well, wasn't, it wasn't spoiled good. for him. That's good to hear. I'm glad he didn't get it spoiled. Because that's probably the one exemption. Like, for people who were like, oh, I didn't watch it at the time. Get over yourselves. Like, it was the biggest TV show ever. Like, you got to watch it when you're at, unless you're out of the country. I, I do feel like HBO probably works in other countries. It does, confirmed. So, I don't know. You don't just watch HBO in America. Exactly. So, I don't know why that they wouldn't do that as well. Um, it just might be on a weird time that you would have to watch it. But if you're on vacation in some foreign country, it's not like you have to effort uh, yourself to to not look at Twitter. Yeah, I know I'm a huge nerd, but I don't care if I'm in Timbuktu. I am watching. I don't care if it's in a different language and I've got to do subtitles. I'm watching Game of Thrones, especially episode the three when, it, night. Came, when yeah. it came in. I mean, basically everything that this show has been leading up to, I'm watching that in real time. I'm watching it live and uh, enjoyed the hell out of it. But the the show's not over, Nick. Nope, the show We've got is not over. Three more episodes to go. Yep, including this fourth one, which I think is maybe we we knew the big battle was episode three. Yes, and I kind of got mad that they dragged their feet to get there a little bit, you know. And the there were some people tweeting me saying, "Oh, so I bet you don't hate episode two now that you got all that action in episode three. No, I, I mean I still I, I still think we may look back and say, "Well, I wish we had more time to figure some stuff out." But so far, I'm enjoying the season. I'm not going to complain. But we knew that there was going to be a buildup. Uh-huh. We knew one and two were going to be more plot than action. I wanted a little bit more action in two, but that's fine. A little less conversation. A, a little, little more less conversation. A little more action, yeah. We didn't get it, but that's all right. We knew the battle was in episode three. We don't know what the hell is going to go on here. I think the only thing we do know is that you're clearly going to have the sigh of relief. Deep breath. Yep. And we've got hundreds of thousands of dead bodies. Lots of dead bodies. Although... Big question here, do they all explode? Or is it only the White Walkers, the White TJ Walkers, yep. that explode when being killed? Because we saw them explode. Well, we can experiment with try right now. <laughs> and I think that uh, I think everybody else just falls. I think their bodies fall. Yeah, so they're they, they've burn a lot gone, of bodies. They've kind of gone back and forth on that a little bit. So uh, at a minimum, we, we did see the previews for next week. Right. And they start that preview. HBO's tweeted it out. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. With they're at Winterfell. It's a very quick cut, but yep. it's a ton of smoke. They're clearly burning the bodies in that instance. Uh, all the bodies. Lots of bodies. Is this the start of cremation in Westeros? Um, first cremation ever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Tollies, I guess, cremated some people and whatever. Well, they, they did. You after get this, cremated if you're floating down the river, like you're probably going to sink after while this, you're burning. Yeah, it's true. After this, it's going to be like the law of. Law of Westeros is like mandatory cremations, just in case they come back. Yeah. Mandatory cremation. Oh, what about the crypts? Oh, definitely in the crypts. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're cremating the most yes, bodies. Yes, exactly. Down in the crypts. But uh, so we got that scene. Uh-huh. 
this I would guess Nick maybe be a big King's Landing episode because we we haven't been there now. For we haven't a been there episodes. in an episode, and it really even in the first one it stopped showing us any action from there after the first thirty minutes. Um, so I, uh, I we we got some snippets um, of Cersei and Euron. It looks like at one point Euron Euron proposes to her, which is kind of a, not a bizarre move. Obviously, he that's his ultimate motive, but I guess. This is, I have a feeling this is her telling him she's pregnant. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, let me be your king. Um, you know, I'll rule the Navy, you handle the rest. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a, uh, I expect that probably to happen. I, I think that's a good observation. Uh, in the previews for next week, you see a ton of people entering the courtyard at King's Landing. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of people, maybe thousands. They don't look like soldiers. I think when people see that first clip, they're thinking like, all right, King's Landing is assembling their armies. And everything okay? No, yeah. I'm just okay. making sure you sound good. I, I Back like in my early days of podcasting, uh, when I would do it with Cats Illustrated and Brett Dawson and some of those guys, there was like twice we did an entire podcast. Without recording. Without recording. Yeah. No, it's always good to double just check hit, the recorder. Did, it didn't hit the button. Yeah, you got to hit it like, twice. Oh, my God. So we literally just did them again, and they were horrible. Uh, I had a good time doing them, but they they probably weren't good the second time around. So that being said, uh, you look at that scene, and I thought that it was – I think at first glance you're like, all right, they're assembling their army. The uh, the uh, the Golden Company, the Lannister forces, the whatever Greyjoy troops they have, but they're mostly Navy, as you had mentioned. You go back and you pause that scene. They look like commoners. So my thought was maybe we do get like the Euron Cersei wedding this episode. Oh, actual like, like they, uh, you know at the sept. Oh wait. Oh, yeah, not gonna yeah. do it there. But no, like maybe maybe they just want like a public wedding, or they do it on the balcony overlooking everybody. Just kind being of like, like the Pope. Hey, this is exactly yeah. yeah. When the, the Pope gets married, yeah, he goes out there and. <laughs> or, or it could be the commoners are kind of gathering and flooding King's Landing because they think there's going to be a war. In the King's Lands, or the King's Lands. Is that what they call it, right? Uh, well, just King's Landing. No, but like the, the woods outside. Isn't that like area of the King's Land or something? I think it's maybe the King's Woods. The King's Wood. Yeah. There we go. Um, that's Yeah, that's another, that's that's very that's very possible as well. Just like, hey, everybody, get in here. Get behind the walls. It's going to get ugly. It, it's going to get ugly. And, then I, and it, before we kind of break down this episode more, well, let's do just that. What's the because we're gonna get the game plan right. from Daenerys, and I can't wait for some of the social aspects of like, all right, so we defeated the army of the dead. John, you've got the best claim here. Uh huh. I want it though. Um, mm. I wanted it my whole life. You I have know? boobs. I do um, have boobs and a vagina. Yeah, you you, you know you want yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you of all people know both these things. Um, so what are we gonna do here? Another one. Sansa. Clearly does not like Daenerys. Her and Tyrion kind of have a little thing going on, or they had a little thing going on Dude, on the crypt. That still was so odd in that. I, I'm all right with it. But it, the thing is, is the way Tyrion's acting so far, it, it feels like he's playing, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. And I don't know who his true allegiances are to. Yeah, you know the thing I liked about that scene with him and, and, and Sansa and the crypts was, one... I get it. Like, they've all probably thought they were dying. So it was kind of like, you know, let's flirt a little bit. And uh, But another thing I liked is, like, he seemed very human in the sense that, like, 
I don't even know if he even likes Sansa. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, he probably finds her attractive. She really sucked it, when they were married, too. She was such a little girl, like a little twerp. Oh, well, she was such an asshole to him, but can you blame her, too? Like, she oh, doesn't know. She killed exa- my family. Yeah, she doesn't know exactly <laughs> where he lies in this yeah. entire thing. But, yeah, you killed, you planned to, you probably maybe had a say in the Red Wedding. Who knows? But I, I do like this because it kind of humanizes Tyrion. I love when they do that in Game of Thrones because you don't even know if he really likes her, but she's clearly super hot. Yep. And she's kind of flirting with him a little bit, kind of being like, you know, you you were the best of anybody I've I've been married to, which it's in that's funny. He's like, what a horrifying thought. That was a good line too, but she's just hot, and I think Tyrion just kind of likes her because she's hot. And well, and she's also kind of a wordsmith with like she can go back and forth with Tyrion. Too. Yeah, like intellectually, well, they're tit for tat. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think that. Just Tyrion in general is going to his decisions are going to dramatically impact the outcome of what happens on the Iron Throne because I, I think up until this point he's wise to try to be in good with everybody so that he can. Seems pl- like that's what, he, that's he's, what he's doing. He's like the great compromiser at this point. He's basically he got Daenerys to try to be nice to Sansa. He got Daenerys to try to be nice to Jon. Uh, and now his brother's back. So you've got all of these different allegiances that Tyrion is just sitting right in the middle of. And it, there's going to come a time where he's going to have to pick one yep. over the other, and that's going to ultimately decide who's on the Iron Throne. And I think this episode we're going to get a good idea where he's leaning. Now, it could be a mm-hmm. classic misdirection, but I think it'll be a good it, – it, it, we'll get a much better idea of – and my guess is, is that, like, he kind of sides with Sansa. Hmm. And Daenerys gets even more ticked off and pissed off about it. And she's going to say, oh, it's just because you want to sleep with her. Big, big, big picture, here's what I think is going to happen. He's going to kind of side with Sansa – Maybe even stay in the north, because you know if I get down to King's Landing, I'm going to get killed. Yeah, uh, and then maybe Bronn comes to Winterfell and kills him. I, I I don't know, but I think he's going to side with with Sansa. Daenerys is going to get pissed and basically be like, "I'm moving on without you. You're the hand. You're no longer the hand. You're the little hand now, and, the little finger." And somehow Tyrion's going to like maybe have a change of heart or be like, "Sansa, I'm going to come back to you." He's going to go back and help Daenerys. They're going to defeat Cersei, and I think they're going to let. Tyrion decide what he wants to do, and I think he goes back to Sansa. So I think uh, there's going to be like I, I think it's going to be a little misdirection here. Okay, okay. I'll, like I'll, we think that there's a falling out between Tyrion and, and, and Daenerys because they've kind of been building towards that a little bit. There's been some tension, yes. and maybe the falling out the bottom actually does come out, mm-hmm. and then they come back and they help each other. Or they do something. Uh, now, from a th- that was a big picture kind of prediction. I, I think that ultimately, when it comes to the warring, a you're right. This episode is going to be a lot of sigh of relief. They're going to start rebuilding. They're going to try to get their armies. You saw whatever was left of the unsullied marching um, through Winterfell. I have a feel the way that Daenerys said that like we've got one more war left. They're going to not march all the way south, but. I think almost like the teaser where you had the ice and the fire meeting in the middle of that giant table from Dragon's Zone. Uh-huh. I think we're going to end up having a, a battle almost halfway, kind of like the battle at the Trident. You think so? I, I, yeah, because if you're also be, Cersei, that if, would be dumb on both parts potentially. Yeah, but do you not so much for do the, you want to risk the Red Keep? I mean, you've already blown up the Sept of Baylor. Do you really want King's Landing to be a ruin when you're finished? Well, I maybe that's Cersei. Maybe maybe that's Cersei's strength. Is she's like, well, Daenerys doesn't want to rule this place if it's just a ruin. So why would we? Yeah, that's a good point. That's what I. That's what I. That would be their logic too. First off, if I'm John and Daenerys, I'm like, you've got to get a freaking better battle plan. They are the worst battle tacticians ever, and somehow John just keeps on winning. 
Yeah. J- Jamie has got to give him some advice. Like, buddy, listen. Also, I was kind of thinking during that episode, like, you know, we hated the dude, but how fun would it have been if, like, Rob or even Ned and, like, Tywin were there being like, all right, Army of the Dead, let's let us figure yeah. out our battle plan for this, <laughs> you know? Like, Tywin, you, would have, Tywin would have been the best for it. Bran, yeah. we, we get it. You're going to be in the Godswood. That's fine. Uh, we're going to try to kill all these people before it even comes to that, though. <laughs> and, and I guarantee they would have came up with, like, something that would have been awesome and badass. So. We, not not so much in that one, right? But, but also, John and Daenerys. Let me get back to my point. Okay, okay, I might have said this on the last podcast, but like, don't go anywhere for like two years. <laughs> like, seriously, you know, get healthy, get the dragons healthy, get everybody healthy, and don't really even worry what's going on in King's Landing. You have you are you are months travel away from one another, and if they come to you, then you get the benefit of a castle. You go to them, you're already short on forces. They get the benefit of the castle. Um, but I do think it's going to be they're going to go take King, King's Landing. I don't think they're going to wait. And, and maybe maybe we get like three months later or something like that. Uh, who knows? The th- so the thing with the, the alliance with Euron is that having a navy is only good if you use it. Like having ships and just sitting back at King's Landing isn't you're, – you're not making the most out of your, your probably best asset. And I'm just curious how they could use those to their advantage because we going to do sail up to White Harbor and – Sack that, and then try to go to Winterfell. Like we do know that they that the Starks and Targaryens do go to Dragonstone. That's been confirmed. Really? Yeah. So maybe that's where they'll head first. Be like, all right, let's regroup here. What? May- How's that been confirmed? Because uh, where they've the, shot the previews. I think it was the previews before the season started. Just all the quick, like you know, cuts and whatnot. They're and in they're, Dragonstone. They're at Dragonstone. Okay. Uh, people were able to identify it by the fireplace. And I looked at it, and it is Dragonstone. Okay. So, John and Daenerys will be at Dragonstone at some point, which would be, and you, I think, had mentioned this too. Like, this would be a good spot to get closer to King's Landing without mm-hmm. being in the crosshairs. And then also, you get a chance to kind of get your navy assembled See, and get that stuff going. And that's where, that's where Yara, Yara comes yeah. in. Or well, Yara. Or, yeah. Got some bad news about your brother, Yara. Uh, yeah. Didn't make it. Yep, didn't make it. Oh, well, it'll be all fun. Um, from a uh, next day, like from for this episode's perspective, oh, th- that's what I was going to ask. Because we, we made a big ado um, about, yeah, not to do, a big ado. Um, but, which, by the way, did you know who's sponsoring this question, TJ Walker? Oh, here we go. Our folks. friends at Brownfield DeFore. Buckle up. Brownfield DeFore is a law firm based out of Louisville, Kentucky that specializes in personal injury cases. If your loved one has been injured, like at a car accident, call Brownfield DeFore at 502-458-5222. Brownfield DeFore handles injury cases of all types throughout Kentucky and southern Indiana. Let's say, I don't know, you took a spear in the Battle of Winterfell. They can help you out. I'm, I'm talking to you. Battle of Wintervillians. The attorneys at Brownfield Defore, they watch Game of Thrones. They help support the podcast. So, obviously, they are people that you can trust. So, give them a call at 502-458-5222. You can also learn more at bdwallky.com. That's B as in Brand, D as in Daenerys, W as in White Walker, K as in Kill, Y as in Yara.com. Yep, those are letters. Those are letters. And the reason why I wanted to ask this question is because we talked about it a lot on the last show, and I don't know if it's going to matter or not. And that's where the hell was Bram when he was working. It, yeah, we'll, 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 we maybe we'll get – we'll find that out before the show's over. I don't know if we'll get it this episode. But so do you think it was something significant, or was he just flying around with some ravens trying to see what was going on? I think that he was – he was building something for the future because clearly he – 
knew how this battle was going to end, assuming everything went to serve. It's why he gave Arya the dagger. It's why he wanted to be right there. Uh, you know, I think the Theon thing was overplayed a little bit because I'm not too sure what Theon actually did. But neither here nor there. Maybe he, he knew that he wanted to give Theon a chance at redemption. I think he was setting something up or looking ahead to the next battle. But what, But that. But also kind of begs the question here, I'm talking to myself, why should he even care about the next battle? Like, he should... There's a fair question in asking, like, what is Bran's purpose at all anymore? Yeah. And obviously... I, Besides I think, potentially being the greatest weapon in the history of the world. So... Even more so than dragons. I think, the, A, the, per, the initial purpose was to set up the Night King to put him in a vulnerable position where he wouldn't expect Yara to come flying and hot off the top rope to kill him. Now, moving forward, maybe part of the reason why they had that plan too was that would be a way where John and Daenerys, if they're flying around on their dragon somewhere else, they probably aren't uh, putting them in a position to get killed and he just wants his family to succeed. That, that's the part that you're, you're right. There's a, there's a motive sense where you know, we we didn't really know the Night King's motive other than to just death. Um, so now you're what, what's Brands and one person thought that, and I forget who it was. And I don't I don't know if I wrote it on a website or on Twitter or what. It might it was. have been Josh Edwards. I saw you all going back and forth. A little but bit. one person thought no, I don't think it was Josh Edwards. Okay. Um, I don't think so. The one person thought that maybe when he was warging that the Night King, since he has his mark on him, knew that he was warged and didn't really know exactly what he was going to warg into, mm-hmm. so felt a little bit more rushed to, hey, let's get to him. Like, And and that was part of Bran's overall plan was, all right, if I'm warged, he's going to feel panicked. Like, Better get to him quick to kill him or like do what theory. you got to do. Yeah. So he knew that he was warged and just felt the need. The pre- like the, the clock was ticking, got to uh-huh. kill him before he wargs into my dragon or wargs into uh, another dragon or who knows? Who knows what the hell he could turn into? It's a good theory. I like that. Yeah, I like that because aside from that, like, you know, if he was in a war against a ghost or something, you got to show him just messing people up. You know? Potentially. Oh, and ghosts should be in the next episode. Yep. Well, we got a brief glimpse of ghost. Ghost is alive. Um, are there from a, uh, you know, what's going to be kind of annoying too is we're going to get all of the like crying scenes. Like Davos is going to see that dead little girl and be like brooding. Like, I'm all right with it. I, I think we need that. We do. I think a lot we, of grieving. I, I think we need it as much as Davos and the cast needs. I can't wait. Like I, I you know, I was a little sick of it after episode one and bleeding into episode two of kind of like setting the emotions and the sentiments and the mm-hmm. scenes. I'll be good with like thirty minutes of that on Sunday because I want to see Jamie. And I want. I just want to. I want Jamie to. I want them to interview him. Like even just <laughs> break, break break scene and be like, hey. You're gonna be Jamie Lannister in this scene, and they're just gonna enter. Don't you think that they would do that though? Don't you think they turn it, like, it into bro- like office cutaways? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in all in all seriousness, if I'm Samwell, I would tell people we're interviewing every single person in this battle, and you know what? Let's send down to the Citadel and get like a hundred masters up here, and everybody needs to say exactly what happened and what they experienced and 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 their encounters during that war. Uh, I I can't wait to see Jamie and Brienne be like what the fuck was that? <laughs> you know, like what did yeah. we just do? Yeah. Um, you know, I looked over at you, thought you were dead like seven times. Yeah. I looked over at you. You were like getting your leg claw, you know, child on and whatnot. Um, did, I can't t- wait to see everybody. Survive? Yeah. Torment survived. Ooh, Torment and Brienne. Maybe that happened. There we go. A little yeah. celebration. Why not? You listen. Aria looked like she was Westeros. celebrating some more. Why not just let Jamie, Torment and Brienne just love each other? 
Everybody you love know, everybody. You know Thorne's down with it. Uh, Brianne, you know, some people, they say that, like, the people that are kind of the biggest prudes are the one who turns out to be the biggest TJ, freaks. You're, you're going down a path and right then, now that I should probably stop you and before then, you get <laughs> And then Jamie, Jamie at this point is a smart enough man to know, like, what the hell. All right, yeah, let's do it. Cersei's only one woman. He's only one, one woman. Well, Brianne's only one woman. Tormund's a guy. But Cersei is his only woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, why not? Let, let's let everybody love everybody. All right, so um, there's going to be a confrontation between Daenerys and Jon, right? Yeah, I think there's going to kind of be a... That's got to be the big... Qu- I, f- I hope they don't. They did it in the first two episodes where they basically ended each episode with that kind of cliffhanger talking about him being Aegon Targaryen. They, that doesn't need to be at the very end. So the scenes for next week, you see what appears to be Winterfell, and I'm 99% sure it is. Basically them celebrating, cheersing, doing like the their hoorahs. Yeah. Which I said on the last podcast that like I feel like this war would be like you know maybe well we can't celebrate like everybody be way too depressed to do it. Well, but, but, but it's over and that, that would be the happy part. Like, hey, we actually made it. Can and, you believe it? And like we thought we were gonna run out of food and uh, <laughs> we're down about a hundred thousand people. <laughs> Let's feast, baby. Um, no, that'd be great. So they're at Winterfell and they're celebrating, and you get the sense that the Northerners are like, you know, we didn't really trust these people because they weren't Northerners, but damn it, they just saved all of our lives. So. It seems like everybody's kind of gotten along for that brief moment. Mm-hmm. Later on in the scenes for next week, you get Daenerys. You can't see what crowd she's talking to, but she's clearly lecturing or preaching or addressing mm-hmm. uh, her her subjects. And to her left is Masindai, and to her right, and I could have this backwards, is Varys, who are very stern Targaryen supporters, Daenerys supporters. Yeah. You don't see John in that picture. You don't see Sansa in that picture. You don't see Arya. Mm. Uh, you really, I don't, I think the only time you see Arya is a very quick cut of her making out with Gendry, mm. um, which you and I, we weren't sh- we weren't sure if it was uh, Sansa, Sansa, but yeah. I, th- I think it was Arya. We freezed it a few times, looked it over. So that scene is going to be interesting to me. Mm-hmm. When Daenerys is talking to people and doesn't have any Starks around her, who is she talking to? Where is she even at? Right. Because you had a little tension between Missandei and Sansa in the crypts. If it weren't for the Dragon Queen, we'd all be dead. You're right. There wouldn't be any problems. Yeah. Which, like, chill out. They're in the crypts and they're talking. Yeah. And it is true. What what Sansa said to Tyrion was true. Like, even if she wanted to marry him, Sansa wants the North, independent. She wants the North, and she wants to rule the North. She wants the North by herself. Tyrion is the hand's queen, queen of hand. Hand of the Queen. Yes. To somebody that will not want that. Right. Clearly, that's going to be an issue. So, Masindai can just suck it. Take out your sucking and you suck it. And you suck it. And you suck it. Well, but you know what? She's not going to be too mad because Grey Worm's alive. So, like, Masindai, you're, you're good. He shouldn't be alive right now. Yeah. Right? Just just be happy with that. Um, I, I'm i hoping for the love story to conquer between John and Daenerys, and I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I just think Daenerys... She's been having a very uneasy kind of run as of late. And even though they did win this battle, things haven't been going well for her since she got to Westeros. And I just, I don't think that it's going to end well. I just, uh, I've got a bad feeling about it. I have a feeling that her, your, her, her, her lust for the throne will overtake her love for Jon. And there won't be a happy ending. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I kind of agree that, like, there's going to be, I think they defeat Cersei, and I think there's going to be some sort of infighting betrayal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe almost like a Star Wars. You are the chosen one. 
kind of like Obi-Wan, except it was John screaming at Daenerys. Actually, John would be the chosen one. But, you know, like, do you not... This is, like, classic Game of Thrones, but do you not think that, like, maybe we can just have a happy ending here? Not everybody surviving, clearly, but, like, maybe John and Daenerys can make it out of this and, like, rule together. Oh, man. Arya made so... Killing the Night King made so many people happy. Mm -hmm. So, like, I... Like, we, we've been through a lot of shit as Game of Thrones viewers. What if they were just like, yeah, we're going to kind of give you all what you want? I'd be, like, I yeah, mean, I'd gonna, be happy with like, it. There's going to be a few more deaths, obviously. But, like, yeah, you know what? We're going to have we're gonna have the people that you want to live be alive at the end of the show. I uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but it, it'd be nice. it, it could. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I just I'm, – I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried, TJ, and I worry that the schism, schism is only going to go further in this next episode, although I do believe – that John's going to be fighting with her till the end, even if there is some sort of disagreement. I think he's going to fight on her side because, frankly, he hates Cersei. And as long as the North wants independence, they've got a better chance fighting with Daenerys, saying that they're going to get it, than in fighting against Cersei, than coming to an agreement with Cersei or something yeah. like that. Um, and if you recall, John did like promise that he wouldn't. Uh, th that whole argument at the Dragon Pit, He's like, I, I won't promise you that I'll fight with – I won't fight with the Dragon Queen because – Yeah. Kind of pledged my allegiance already. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, uh, any main you, – you anticipating any, like, big deaths in this episode? No. I'm, I think that'll be five. I think five is going to be a a battle of Winterfell light, but it'll be, you know, King's Landing. Yeah, and it'll be six good. is, like, tying all the loose ends together. What's that? And then six will be all of the loose ends coming yes. in tied up. Yeah. I think that um, makes the most sense. And I think the forward. guy who did, and I could be wrong about this, but I think the guy who who directed three is doing five. So it should be more Yeah, and he, he also did Battle of Bastards yes. and Hardhome. Black, Hardhome, not Blackwater? Okay. I, might I think it was Hardhome. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so we got one more uh, high-octane episode left. This one will be able to exhale a little bit better. You won't be nervous drinking like it's March Madness. But it should be... Yet another exciting night. I'm excited about it. Um, this has been an amazing run. Mm -hmm. At some point, can we like do like a sentimental, like how much we just love Game of Thrones? We can just like play the graduation song and like have like a slideshow and then just kind of, aw. Oh, and also like how great aww. was the song playing when Arya killed the, oh, yeah. the Night King? The music just, <sighs> the guy who does it, Reinhard Klingard. Um, mm, that's right. Reinhard Klingard. No, Ramen Jwadi. It's actually the first thing I've pulled up on my Spotify. That's why I usually listen to Oh, okay, to yeah. He yeah. Kind of pulls up on my Pandora all the he, time. He does uh, the scores for all of it, and he is just the real MVP. And you know what, listeners? You're the real MVP for tuning into our show. Uh, it, you'd be the real MVP if you called our friends at Brownfield before. And you'd also be the real MVP if you hit subscribe, left review, rated it, did the whole nine yards. and Yeah, leave it. Come on. We need, we need more reviews and ratings. Yes. We don't ask for too much. That and give us money. Yes. Just all everything in your pockets. On Venmo so we can keep it off the tax books. Venmos are open. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. They are open. But in all seriousness, a little review would go a long way. <laughs> Nick, uh, let's give it up for my dog, Abe, hey, who was great good. this entire episode. Very good boy. The pup that was promised. The pup that was promised. It sure was. This has been a whole lot of fun. Uh, we'll see you all next week here on Kentucky Thrones Radio.